Welcome to the Fish House Nation podcast presented by Catch Cover, your home for ice fishing news, tips, stories, and strategies. And now, your host, Chris Larson. Hello and welcome to the Fish House Nation podcast. I'm Chris Larson along with Blake Tollison, as always. And, uh, you know, we try to pull a story out of the headlines and kind of talk about that. And today we've got actually a really interesting story, in my opinion. Uh, pulled this off of the Target Walleye email. The Professional Muskie Tournament Trail uh, has made an in-season change to their rules, and they've effectively banned forward-facing sonar like Garmin LiveScope, the Mega Live, and the Active Target from Hummingbird and Lawrence. Uh, this is gonna. This kind of comes on the heels of uh, one pairing in their tournament, basically just running away at the tournament. They put ten fish in the boat in two days, and uh, they they've changed this rule now, saying that uh, these things cannot be used two hours before the event starts uh, through the rest of the tournament. So based on these rules, uh, they can use them in pre-fish. They can use them for scouting, but basically can't use them uh, up to two hours. Uh, what do you think about that, Blake? It's, this is a, you know, kind of a hot topic right now. You go across literally any forum, you see a post about whatever forward facing sonar it is. Like you said, it doesn't matter. There's somebody who hates it. And then there's somebody who loves it. And I, I just think this was an interesting move to, to change it in the middle of the season. Um, in my opinion, it's not something that should be banned in the first place, but I thought it was extremely interesting that they would go to the links to ban this mid-season. You know, if they wanted to change this in the future, I could understand maybe you address something like this in the off-season and then you know apply that to next season's tournament trail. But I thought it was really interesting to, to literally you know have this happen and then just ban it in the middle of the season. What about you? I mean, did, did you think that part was weird? Yeah, I think it may be one of those things, and I don't, you know, I don't follow the professional musky tournament trail. It's not my thing, but yep. maybe it's one of those things that it just hadn't been used in the past, so it probably just wasn't on the radar of the folks that uh, kind of put that thing together. And now, obviously, it's come to the forefront. These uh, these guys who won the last tournament uh, were using them, and maybe they just feel like, you know, let's kind of cool off here and let it sit, and then you know, reevaluate it at the end of the year. And then you can say either it's, it's allowed or not allowed. And if it's allowed, then it gives the other competitors, I guess, time to kind of put their setup together and, and kind of compete on an active playing or on a equal playing field with everyone. If they know that's kind of what's going to happen. Um, I also think it's just one of those deals, you know, we're in July and, and right now, you know, we've got this stretch here over the last week where it's been cooler, but the water temperatures are, are warm. And I think, you know, with muskies, it's always an optics thing and, and people don't, yeah. you know, they don't like seeing someone go out and catch a bunch of muskies, you know, when the water's warm, a lot of times people get really upset about that. And muskies are kind of thought of as, as a fish that are put back in the water, you know, people don't typically keep them, and just having those fish survive, you know, is a big deal. You, know, you look at the numbers in that tournament, and uh, you know that group caught ten. Uh, it looked to me like there was another group that that uh, caught six, and there was a couple that had like four. But most people on, on on what I saw as far as that scoreboard were kind of two and three fish boats, which I think, you know, that's something that when you look at you know advanced anglers, that's that's probably about what 
what that would typically look like. Um, so it's one of those things that that on the surface, you know, with with the optics of muskies, I, I think that's another thing too. I think they just don't they probably just don't want to see someone catching 10 fish in two days you know it's thought of as that fish of ten thousand casts and and they look at that and go wow this is this is really a huge advantage yeah it, it is an advantage but you could argue that with every single technological advance that has hit the market i mean i i was young when side imaging hit the market but um i heard basically you know from people that were out at that time that they heard the exact same thing. Side imaging is going to ruin fishing. Now there's very few boats that don't have a unit that has side imaging on it. And it's not thought of as this superior advantage to everybody else. Um, I, I don't know. I just, it seems weird to me to, to ban it. Um, I don't know. I, I think Don't go too far with that. Cause I want to explore that a little <laughs> bit more. Um, <laughs> I just kind of wanted to get that deal, and I think we should get into that here in a second. I wanted to get into that kind of discussion about the the Muskie Trail, um, but it's actually interesting you say that. You know, I've I've been visiting with some guys, you know, around the area over the last few weeks, and uh, a few guys I talked to that I'm going to describe as well above average anglers uh, that I talked to a couple weeks ago. You know, they they have one set up on their boat, and they've been out chasing walleyes. And what they're doing is they're they're using this and you know sending out their signal, getting these readings, and then they'll they'll cast out a slip bobber over the top and basically bring that that bait right on top of the nose of walleyes. And in their words, were we are murdering walleyes this way. Uh, when you hear stories like that, uh, it, it does make. And they they actually said, you know, I'm, we're kind of worried about the walleye fishery because. You know, walleyes are maybe not so much thought of as the way muskies are, but I think a lot of people think of them as a, as a fish that can be, you know, a trickier, more finicky fish to catch. And, you know, they feel like this technology on a boat, and, and it's new to them this year as well, you know, is making it a lot easier. And they're like, you know, at what point are we coming maybe too far with this technology? Yeah, I, I see that point. I do. But you also have to think about the caliber of angler that you're talking to. That's somebody who is a very, very, very good angler. They're going to catch fish regardless if they have this technology or not. So when you put this tool into their hands, they're going to be able to, you know, it's likely their job that they're fishing. Um, so they're going to spend the time to learn this inside and out, have, you know, way more of an advantage than this guy who gets to fish once a week, yeah, he might have, uh, you know, one of these forward-facing sonar units, but I don't think he's going to have the same understanding and um, level of expertise with that unit as that professional angler would, where it's their job. They're supposed to know how to use that because that's what's making them money or whatever. Joe Smith wants to go out on the weekend and he has it on his boat or whatever. I don't think it's going to have that same impact. My thoughts, I guess. Yeah, and I think you're actually right about that to a certain extent. I, I've seen actually, you know, I, my job is to to go out on the interwebs and see what people are saying about different things. And mm -hmm. I'm starting to see people on message boards saying, yeah, I've got it, but it, it doesn't really, you know, it's not really helping me. I don't, I feel like I'm going to sell it. It's not doing what I thought it would do. And I don't know if that's someone who just made an investment and, 
said, you know, I don't use this enough to make it worth the investment, or if it's someone who just doesn't understand how to use it, or maybe doesn't have it set up correctly, because I see that all the time too with with yeah. products is people say it doesn't work, and then you see how they have it set up, and you're like, yeah, it's not going to work like that. Um, but you're definitely seeing that more and more. Um, but we also see these stories in, in Minnesota over the last few years. They've been kind of scaling back harvest uh, regulations on a lot of lakes. Do you think that maybe instead of going after live scope and those types of things, um, maybe they would just kind of restrict harvest more? Yeah, I think that's that's important regardless. E even if you took these live scopes and active targets, everything out of the equation, I think that's something that should have been addressed, especially in a state like Wisconsin. Our panfish limits are just insanely high, like way too high. There's zero reason for any person on the planet to keep 25 panfish. I can't think of one. So I think to me it's more important, and that's, you know, to me it, it – that's kind of the silver lining to a lot of this, you know, live technology forward facing stuff is that this might now force the DNR's hand to make these changes, things that they wouldn't have done in the past. Cause there's catch a bunch of fish. They can easily keep their 25 without having this whatever technology. Mm -hmm. So I think to me, it's, it's a good thing that um, people should be looking at this and it's kind of forcing the DNR's hand instead of, and maybe I'm wrong, but it seems like here in Wisconsin, they've just been kind of lax with it. Like there's not a lot of stuff that changes in terms of regulations here, especially on the panfish front. Um, so I'm happy to hear that things, you know, people want to see this change. Um, and if it's because of forward facing sonar, well, that doesn't matter to me. Let's change it regardless. Yeah. the P So the PMTT, they're not the only tournament trail to do this. I know there's a bunch of, ice fishing circuits out there that that don't allow it i think they kind of want people to use old school methods i shouldn't even say old school but i guess less less advanced methods at this time um so that's something that's out there and on the hunting side i mean there's a ton of states right now that are banning things like cellular trail cameras i mean they're literally putting the genie back in the bottle i think it's pretty difficult in fishing i think to do that and, and i don't really think that that's something that would happen may i i don't know we don't know what what's going to happen i think it probably is a more of a harvest regulation type of thing um to kind of counteract this but you know is it is it something that that they should look at i mean is this something that that they should investigate or is it something that you're just like hey you know like you said we've dealt with this before i mean the boats that people have now are far better than the boats that we had 30 years ago i mean everything that we use the rods the lures everything is better so why why are we pointing the finger at forward facing sonar because to me in my opinion is that the difference with forward facing sonar is that there's this appearance that it, by having this you're all 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 of a sudden going to catch a bunch of fish because that's what the advertisements show. That's what, um, you know, if you watch a video on YouTube about it, like they make it seem like you have this, you're going to catch more fish than you've ever caught before. But it's in my eyes, this is no different than somebody who has a flasher that doesn't know how to use it versus a guy that has a flasher that does know how to use it. You can have 
everything on the planet, but that doesn't, that's not going to make you a better fisherman if you don't understand how to use the tool. Um, I don't think they'll be outlawed. Um, I, to me, the difference between fishing and hunting, you can catch and release in fishing. You cannot catch and release when it comes to hunting. Um, so that's, to me, that's kind of the biggest, you know, difference maker there. Uh, they can, you know, put regulations in place to make sure that people are releasing fish or that there's laws that they should be releasing those fish. Uh, whereas you can't catch and release a deer. So that's really, really the difference in my opinion there. Yeah. Garmin, you know, they've kind of held the exclusive on this for a while, but now Humminbird's got one out. Lawrence is now in the game. And I'm sure there's a lot of companies out there that are working on things to, to get into this as well. But do you think something like this, where you see these type of headlines, you think that slows down the growth and maybe makes a company think twice about kind of investing in something like this? Because, well, they've already seen one tournament trail scale it back. Is this something that they could see in the future? Where do you think this kind of leads, uh, I guess, companies and where their R&D dollars are going to go? I, I don't think so. I don't think this will impact that at all. Uh, when you look at the musky world, that is the tiniest little segment of, I mean, that's basically nothing in terms of bass and panfish and everything else. So I don't think the fact that PMTT is outlawing this is going to affect any company. It's not going to affect any other tournament trails. I mean, you look at bass, that's, this is allowed there. All of those pros have that on their boat now. Um, mm -hmm. You know, basically up until, what did the Hummingbird one come out last year? Um, so prior to that, you know, there basically everybody but the Humminbird guys had it. And now that Humminbird has one, every guy in the tournament trail has one. Um, you mentioned ice fishing. I think that the, I guess the difference there with some of those trails is that they were upfront about it. Um, I still think this mid-season change is kind of a weird thing, but ultimately muskie is a very, very small segment of the overall fishing community. So I don't think that the stuff happening there will, will affect these companies at all i think they're they're too focused on bass panfish you know these bigger markets where this stuff is allowed you look at like the, the crappie trail this is a live scope and these live imaging um of all of those tournament trails so i don't think that there will be any change whatsoever yeah i was actually talking on another show that i do i interviewed a gentleman who's going to be in the uh national walleye trail or tour in the championship and he was talking about how he had been using this all year and it was really his first year doing it and how effective it's been and i said well you know what do you think do you think that they would potentially ban it and he's like i've never heard of that and i'm like yeah they they just did it on a musky tour and they they do it on ice fishing tournaments he's like well i never really even considered that being something that that people would do. He's like, I just figured that this was kind of, you know, a, a thing that we're going to have and thing we're going to go forward with. So, you know, it's just, it's interesting when you, you hear, you know, like you said, with, with, with bass and it's, it's just, everybody has a different perspective and how, how they should go forward. Um, one of the interesting things, and, and you do this as well, but, you know, I worked a lot of ice fishing shows last year and it just blew me away at how many people would walk up and take a look at these things and see the price tag of, you know, $3,000 or $2,800 or whatever it was. 
and not even think twice about it. Like just pick it up and this is what we're doing and we're going forward. And, <laughs> you know, I don't want to say anything and get anybody in trouble, but like, it was crazy too. You know, a lot of these guys would be there with their wife and the wife would be like, yeah, you should get this. And they're like, really? Like, <laughs> it just kind of blew me away that it was almost as if the, the dollar sign didn't mean anything. And we're just going to spend this money and we're going to get this thing. But I almost feel like it'll be interesting to see how the show season plays out this year that just the economics of everything has now changed with gas prices and, and just with groceries and clothes, everything that you buy now, the price is higher. You know, if people will start to kind of really think about that $3,000 purchase and say to themselves, you know, maybe that, you know, traditional sonar is, is the way to go this year, just because I had to put more money in my gas tank and I had to spend more money when I went to the grocery store and my kids' school supplies cost more um, you know, everything going going up, you know, does that, you know, money that would typically kind of get spent on these things all of a sudden not be there? And how would that kind of affect things in the, in the growth of the popularity here? You know, I think the last two years, which has really been kind of the, the most popular two years for these live imaging tools, um, they're kind of skewed, obviously, with COVID. There was people were not doing the same things that were like you look across the market and you see boat sales are up, ATV sales. I think people didn't, they weren't worried about spending that little bit of extra money the last two years. One, a lot of people were getting, you know, a lot of these people were getting that $600 check or whatever here and there. And that was, they just put that into fun money or um, they, you know, they maybe they weren't taking family vacations or they weren't going out to eat as often. So they had this extra money and they were just like, well, let's, let's spend it on something like that. Uh, I don't think that's going to be the case now that things are, you know, kind of getting back towards normalcy. Um, people, and like you mentioned, the cost of everything is going up. So I think there will probably be less of that, especially. I think a lot of people that, that wanted to have it already probably already bought it. Um, I don't know. I, I guess we'll see, but I think there'll be less sales overall in terms of that over you know this year, maybe next, unless there's some dramatic increase or like there's some something that is leaps and bounds ahead of the existing technology or something. Yeah, we really interesting to see how this plays out. Uh, enjoyed the discussion today, Blake. As always. Uh, you know, like I said, I, I don't think you can put the genie back in the bottle on this stuff. And it's just going to mm -hmm. come down to the fisheries managers uh, trying to do the responsible thing. And also, you know, one of the one of the jobs that these guys have and they, they tell me all the time is we have to do what's right for the fishery. But it also has to be acceptable to the public, too. So it's going to have to be one of those balanced things because. You know, regardless of, of what's right for the fishery, you know, it's sometimes it's tough to to look somebody in the eye and go, yeah, you know, those 25 fish you've been putting in the bucket every day. Well, that's going to be 10 now. You know, so that that's always a you know, there's a lot of people that, that say, yes, let's do that. But, you know, there's always other people that are against that. And that'll that'll be a discussion that's probably going to have to happen here, uh, definitely in, in the near future. So uh, yeah. you got anything else on this topic before we put the show to bed? No, I don't think so. That was a good good conversation this week for sure. Yeah, so good stuff from Blake. Uh, appreciate everybody listening and watching, and we will talk to you next week. Thanks for listening to the Fish House Nation podcast presented by Catch Cover. For more ice fishing content, visit our blog at catchcover.com.